0: pod the- pod have check stole the pod and the 76ers stole bias harris i'm bobby manning that's chris grenham we're back What's after up our bobby chat last week hello chris wow we have a win streak again it's a losing streak then it's a winning streak but there's been a lot of W's up and down this team sheet so far. So the trade deadline is Thursday. This will come out probably right before the deadline hits. And it'll probably be completely late. Yep. Probably, everything stay- we
1: say will probably be gone by the time this comes out. I'll, I'll have this come out Thursday morning. So it'll be good for about a half an hour. And then Woj will come out and ruin everything because of some big blockbuster. I mean – Woj ruined my day again today. Like I was planning on sleeping in until like nine o'clock and then I, I got up to pee at 5 a.m. And I had like 100 notifications on my phone because he broke a story at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like And yeah, I was
0: that? on the I was on the opposite end of that. I'm trying to get to bed early. I have a big day today. I'm doing interviews all morning and I. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., that story breaks. Tobias Harris headed to the 76ers, and I couldn't believe it. I saw the CBS report probably aggregating it. I'm like, come on, because you know what? We might as well start with this here, because Tobias Harris has been flipped from the Magic to the Pistons for pennies. He went from Detroit to L.A., and now he's going from – LA to Philadelphia in a trio of trades that I think just completely undervalued him I, I mean, mean this yeah, guy he's, yeah, this he's, guy is I one agree. of the best small forwards in the NBA like he has made himself one of the premier shooters at that position phenomenal defender he's able to lead a team in scoring as he's done in LA this year I don't think people can you know emphasize enough how much this is going to change the 76ers Tobias Harris is really
1: good. And like of course they're the little brother out in LA, so he still didn't get a ton of credit out there, but I mean he was getting recognized. He I'm pretty sure he won a player of the month. I mean, Philly's a lot tougher now for the Celtics. Like it it's this is not a good trade for the Celtics at all. I mean, the Celtics in terms of it it makes Philly much uh, much tougher matchup. I still don't really know who can match up with Kyrie on that roster. Like, that I'm okay with, but I think Tobias Harris brings a ton of value to that team. I'm trying to look up his numbers right now. Of he's course, a 20
0: he... point per game scorer. I mean, he, if we're looking at 100 possessions, he's a plus four for that LA team. He, you know, the d- d- defensive box plus minus is below zero, but he's, you know, two points above the replacement player when you're looking at offensive box plus minus. He's he's un- he's underrated. That's what I'll say. You know, he's undervalued. He's underrated. I'll, I'll never forget that magic trade for Brandon Jennings and Ersan Ilyasova after they signed him to a nice deal. And this is a guy the Celtics had interest in back in the day. would have been interesting if they were able to get his their hands on him. And, you know, that shows you that, this guy's pretty valuable. So, if we're looking at it from a Seventy ers perspective, their lineup's a little more conventional now. It's still odd. Yeah. It's still awkward in some ways, but you have reliable shooting and reliable scoring on that wing, which they haven't.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a far more reliable weapon than Wilson Chandler was. Of course, Wilson Chandler went to uh, excuse me went to the Clippers with Landry Shamet, Mike Muscala, a twenty twenty first round pick that unprotected 2021 miami first rounder which is an extremely valuable pick a 2021 second and a 2023rd second so so Rob that 2020 that today.
0: 2021 Heat picks the interesting one there because i know you're in tune with the college game chris yeah there's been a little murmuring that and that's the only pick that's been traded in that draft to this day i i, I still believe there's a lot of murmuring that that could be the draft where one and done has gone. So you would have the college freshmen of that class plus the high school seniors of that class all loaded in the one in this, you know, essentially super first round.
1: Yeah. That's like people like this current class, like coming up the 2019 class, just because it's headlined by Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett and those guys. So yeah, it's, it's good, but it's very top heavy. It falls off 2021, 2020 is going to be good as well, but 2021, is going to be a really, really deep class with guys like Evan Mobley, R.J. Hampton, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Green, B.J. Boston. I say, like, there are wow, some. Wow, Cade- we
0: already know the names, huh?
1: Oh, I got. I just, I just watched them out in Springfield a couple weekends ago <laughs> at Hoop Hall. I saw them all. Cade Cunningham. I saw Cade Cunningham. He's great. Like Nico Mannion. These are good prospects. This is a how many deep years class. until
0: LeBron James Jr.? <laughs> that be
1: yeah, That's down the road, but don't worry. I'll, we'll hit that class later on. But it's, uh, I mean, it's a good class. You're right. And the fact that there's already an unprotected pick floating around, it's valuable. It's 100% valuable. And obviously, it's weird to speculate about a draft class two years in advance, but it is going to be a good one. And that is an extremely underrated part of this trade. Um, Yeah.
0: And this trade connects directly with the Knicks trade of Kristaps Porzingis, which we didn't get into a ton last time. Maybe we didn't get into it at all. I don't think we got
1: into it at all. Yeah, we can touch on it very briefly.
0: Yeah, so I think the way these two trades connect is that these two teams are trying to set themselves up for the off season and these are the two teams right. with two max spots right now and Kawhi's out there for the summer. Kyrie Irving of course when you're talking about the Knicks and for both of these teams Kevin Durant. And you know, both of these teams are just stripping themselves of their personnel. Right. Their salary right now gearing up with some picks possibly you know I'm, I'm thinking from a Celtics perspective the way the Celtics got their free agents Horford Hayward you know they had something in place that those players found appealing and wanted to join when I look at the Clippers and Knicks like, you know they could become something they can pay these guys a lot of money but what do they have in place as far as personnel goes there is going to attract these guys well i think the knicks
1: are desperately hoping that they get the number one overall pick because then it becomes Zion which Waves is them. it's 14 like i know but it but it sure. that's it, it is there is a chance that it happens and i think that's what they're relying on and in terms of the clippers i think they're relying on Kawhi leonard to ultimately want to go back home, want to go to L.A., and he's got a better chance to go there than the Lakers. I've been saying it for close to a year now. I think he's going to end up with the Clippers, and then if they're able to get rid of Gallinari and shed the rest of his contract, that's another max spot that they have open to then go get someone else. So this trade was a pretty solid cap move for them in hopes that they can get rid of Gallinari as well, open up that max slot, and then, like you said, they're in the exact same position as the Knicks. I I just... The next part does rub me wrong in a similar way that you said. I don't get the appeal there. I mean, they haven't really run a solid front office in a very long time, as we know. And it reminds me of that Knicks arrogance that just is a front office thinking, well, we're the Knicks, so people are want to go, they're, they're going to want to come play here. It's not necessarily the case. I mean, they, they blew it with Tracy McGrady a while back in that same mindset. All She's they on, really Fizz,
0: have is the coach right now, right? Right,
1: exactly. I mean, Fizz is a great coach, don't get me wrong, but other than that just like you said they don't really have much going for them so if they do get that number one pick it changes everything uh but otherwise i think you really just gotta hope that durant wants to kind of start over and show that he can do it himself and i do think he's gone from golden state i don't know if it's if the knicks are the leader i mean i haven't really heard much but either way interesting cap scenarios uh you've got chris stops now with luca in dallas what do you think about that combo down there mark cuban just still rocking with his european squad
0: i love it you know they they built a core for themselves already that they're gonna be able to pass from the torch to dirk to poisingas and Doncic. we talked about this before with that dallas game we saw together and They've done a phenomenal job. Now, the question is, is Porzingis going to stick around there? And that's the thing with these contracts. Now, a lot of these guys moving around are going to be expiring deals. So Dallas has to be able to retain Porzingis beyond that qualifying offer. If they're not able to do that, I think this, it, there's not a whole lot of conversation with them. He's going to be coming back from an ACL injury. He's going to have to get his feet under him that first year. Doncic is entering his second year at that point. Unless Porzingis is committed there long term, you're not talking a lot about much contention in the western conference
1: yep i'm with you i'm with you so let's switch over real quick We're well, not yeah, uh, talk... real quick clippers
0: yeah, no. now that they've shedded the roster we have their uh, the celtics have their pick say which is currently 18 and the the protections on that is it lottery? i believe it is lottery protected so they're so gonna move into the lottery without a doubt and that's yeah. out the window and i believe that becomes second round picks after this so right, goodbye to the clippers pick
1: yeah so clippers pick is probably gone it's those fun projections that you get to monitor. But since we're speaking to the Celtics, we got to talk a little bit Anthony Davis. Uh, of course, there's a lot of news coming as the deadline is fast approaching later on today since this will come out on Thursday. Himmelsbach from the Boston Globe reported this afternoon that the Pelicans have reached out to the Celtics seeking promises regarding the framework of a few potential deals for Anthony Davis with about 24 hours left in the deadline. This came out Wednesday afternoon. Sources are telling the Globe that the Celtics are very reluctant to such promises considering that, you know, it's five months away. A lot can happen, whether it's an injury, whatever, a lot can happen. So they have made it clear that no player is off limits besides Kyrie Irving because, of course, they could acquire Anthony Davis now if they were to trade Kyrie Irving, which they made clear to all teams, he's off limits, he's not going anywhere, it's not happening. So what do you think about that? You know, of course, there's a Davis deal potentially looming in the offseason. But you think the Celtics will stay relatively quiet this deadline? I, 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 I
0: have a rant about this because they have engaged in talks, as we know now. And there's a lot of discussion about that promise. And I'm like, what's what's a promise? You know, like so many things are going to change. And Zach Lowe touched on this in his article this morning. What, what really is a promise at the end of the day here? What does that get, do for New Orleans? How does that hold the Celtics to what they're gonna what they're gonna potentially promise here, even if it isn't Jason Tatum and that's what the promise is all pressed around. It's like, yeah. all right, if you're not gonna give Tatum, what else are you gonna promise? Like these these negotiations aren't even negotiations. When there's no possible outcome to it now until five months later. Like there's it's it's a non starter and it's still what what worries me about the Celtics and the Davis capacity is that right now they aren't able to do anything. They're able to engage in these conversations. They're able to go, please wait, please wait. And I know they don't want to make any promises because that potentially hurts their credibility down the line if they don't follow through on it. So with those three factors, I, I don't think Boston can do anything right now, realistically. I mean, you can try to pressure them all you want and influence them and hype up Tatum. But beyond that, like they are still pretty helpless in this conversation.
1: Rachel Nichols said this on the jump today. She brought it up, and Windhorst and Tracy McGrady talked about it. Do you think the Pelicans just baited the Lakers? Like, do you think they never had any intention of that, of making a deal?
0: Yeah, I, I think they knew how desperate of a negotiation that this is for Los Angeles. Because yeah, I, I
1: think they were just—I think they were ticked off to start because they clearly tampered. With Anthony Davis and they caused the ruckus that they wanted to wait until the off season and they kicked it off and I, I honestly think they were pissed off and they and they just kinda it was a setup, basically. I think it was I think it was Kungu who tweeted it out, who tweeted out the link to the video and it was just basically what? in all caps. It was a setup, but I think that's what it was.
0: Everything was just so out there so and public. visible and public. So public. And that Davis even it. took the fine that you you never see in this. Kawhi yeah. Leonard did this and he doesn't get the fine because it's more behind back doors and channels and all those things. And he had his own Los Angeles yeah. controversy that initially started this type of thing. You're right. But, it was like
1: too public.
0: But the fact that it is so public and you had the statement about Isaiah Thomas. Which like I really want to dig into. Why is Isaiah Thomas at the center of these discussions? Okay, wait, Why is wait,
1: wait, before we like that was so stupid his dad saying yeah, he can never ever go here because It doesn't of make any sense Isaiah Thomas. And then he's got the Clippers on that list who told Blake Griffin that his jersey was gonna get raised in the rafters and then they traded him less than a year later. Where's the loyalty there? Like that's total BS. I think that's absolute that's ridiculous.
0: Well the excuse is bogus and it's like they needed that to front something else and I've heard people talking about this in the discussion about that statement because it's just so strange for a father to come out there that's not LeVar Ball and dig into the situation like what what, what's the what's the backing reason for that because at the end of the day the result's still the same he doesn't want to come to Boston and he's trying to move himself away from that that's why you make the trade demand at that point that's why you take the fine that's why you make this as public as it is to try to light a fire because once the offseason comes the Celtics are prohibited favorites as far as asset goes to acquire him so you know the Thomas stuff is bogus who knows what the real reason he doesn't want to come to Boston is but at the end of the day now the Celtics have put themselves in a position where if they want to acquire Davis they're going to be doing so without that long-term commitment. I think that's official at this point.
1: Yeah, and I don't and I think they're pretty certain that they could potentially persuade him into staying, whether it be because of Kyrie Irving, whether it be because of the structure they have in this organization. I just think they're confident that they could potentially. He, he, here's swing the his question.
0: Opinion. Can you put Tatum in a trade for a one-year player? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I know a lot of people wouldn't. Like that's I know where there's a lot of things changed for me with it, this Isaiah I, I get, Thomas statement, with his hesitancy to jump in. I'm not, I'm not putting Tatum in now. If you, so you're saying you'd before, only put
1: you'd only put Tatum in if you have that long-term commitment.
0: It's not even the long-term commitment. It's the fact that he has made it clear now that he doesn't want to be here. And now that he's gone the other way, and you probably have less than a 50 percent chance of keeping him, at least at this very moment, that's too much to risk when it comes to Tatum.
1: Yeah. Oh man, this stuff has my head swirling. It's nonstop. I feel like we've been talking about Anthony Davis forever. I can't wait for the deadline (laughs) to pass tomorrow and nothing's gonna happen with him. And then we can kinda push this away just for a little bit, hopefully, until you know, we'll still be dealing with whether he plays or not. Well on the Lakers
0: end we have the report that the Lakers have disengaged the, the Pelicans. They bowed being, out.
1: They bowed what, out. They're what
0: gone. was the word they used to describe how the Pelicans have handled this? It was outrageous, right? Yeah, they, the, they said their, their outrageous, outrageous.
1: request. <laughs> outrageous request, which, to be fair, they were asking for six to eight draft picks in addition to trading Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, like Rondo, Beasley, like a washing machine, a hundred bucks. Like it was crazy <laughs> the package they were asking for. I saw a tweet. It was like basically Magic Johnson on the phone with Del Debs. He was like, yeah, I want your shoes too. It's like, give me everything. So I don't
0: blame (laughs) him. The funniest part too, the the statement was just so funny. that I think it was a woe Report. They say – you know, we're sick of betting against ourselves. So I just see the Lakers there, like ramping up the offer, ramping up the offer, and then like they just come to the sudden realization that oh crap, no one's no one's pushing up this offer but ourselves.
1: Yeah, we're the only people increasing this offer. Like we need to stop doing this. But <laughs> it'll be interesting to see and to kind of follow what happens over the next couple months because I'm pretty sure that nothing is going to happen on that front uh, before to- today's deadline. What do you think about? the Celtics potentially shipping off Jabari Bird because that's been talked about. Himmelsbach from the Boston Globe also reported that. They're going to try and ship him off, and that would be moving his $1.5 million contract. He's, of course, still facing domestic violence charges. His next court appearance at Brighton Municipal Court is next Wednesday, February 13th. He's expected to appear. And if the team is able to trade him, they open up a roster spot. And it would also... Lower the Celtics' luxury tax bill. I think, you know, the tax bill is nice, and of course, that's that's extremely important. But opening up that roster spot oh, leads the essential. Celtics to be active in the buyout market, right?
0: Yeah, buyout season's coming right after right. the deadline. So, who, so so th- who are you to get this for? done? You
1: say, say they do ship him out. You got guys like Wayne Ellington now out there as of Wednesday. You've got Wesley Matthews probably gonna be out there when he gets bought out from the Knicks. Like it's a decent buyout market. So what what would you want the Celtics, say they are able to get rid of Jabari Bird before the deadline on Thursday? Who would you want them to go get? What what kind of player?
0: I want a big and I, I've been big, worried okay. about the big man position all season. I okay. I've stressed again and again how if Al Horford went down this team's done. Because you know, Aaron Baines is a nice replacement player in that sense, and he helps facilitate the death behind Horford. But when it comes to that center position, they really don't have a lot right there. And I know Tice played well in that Oklahoma City game. He's had his ups and downs this year in the return from knee surgery. But Robert Williams, for for how little he's played, he's been banged up a, a ton this year, and he hasn't been able to consistently be present at that position. Tice's inconsistency considered and now Baines is injured again through the trade deadline. So yeah. they are, you know, they have bodies at that position, but it still feels like they're thin to me there. So if he, they grabbed Greg Monroe last year and it didn't work, I thought it was a good approach and it showed where they were at that position. I think they need to try to find a similar thing to do now dwayne dedman someone who's been talked about for years i don't know what his situation is like in atlanta at this point and how they're going to approach him the rest of the year he's someone i take a look at and any any center who's going to give you a little boost in scoring off the bench and play a little defense is going to help this team quite a bit because wing depth think you're solid point guard depth despite roger's uh, struggles you still have brad one Maker back there when you need to change a pace. They're a deep team everywhere. They don't need a lot. If they need something, I think it's a, another center body inside.
1: What about uh? What about Ennis Cantor?
0: Wouldn't do it. The you defense it? is awful. The defense I don't like is really guys, really bad. I don't like seeing guys get lost in the pick and roll. I like laughing at it on the other end. But like I mean, Kevin he's Luff, got
1: he talk about getting lost on a, in PR sets. Like it's bad. He's, yeah, he's pretty bad. I like
0: um, laughing, not putting my hand in my face at those plays
1: that is that is completely fair. Maybe I'm trying to think of who else is out there that could get bought out. You've got pal Gasol could potentially get bought out if you're looking for a veteran to a lot of the have they what
0: would the spurs buy him out yeah, I guess they I guess well they're they trying
1: to ship him around, and I just don't see anyone anyone being able to grab him. I mean the bulls could potentially buy out Robin Lopez. He could be another option. Now, that's
0: one I like. That's yeah. that's a guy who fits defensively, rebounds, would give a nice little boost of energy off the bench, which they, which they need at times. And if Baines is out beyond that trade deadline, you're going to need some help there. I, I truly believe that. They, they, they've they struggled when Tice has been out there on certain nights. Like He is such a wild card on this roster. I don't know how you're feeling about him from what you've seen this year, but I'm not I'm not 100%... Uh, sold on him being helpful to them in the rotation
1: tice is fine but he just doesn't i'm with you i'm not totally sold he's kind of a tough matchup when you get a more physical a physical big in there he's just not that effective and he kind of gets thrown off the block pretty easily he's okay on the boards but i would like a, a more physical center i mean in my in my opinion like the ideal guy to bring in would be deandre jordan you have him coming off the bench but Suddenly it doesn't look like he's a lock to be bought out from the Knicks. But if he is, I think DeAndre Jordan would be, you know, a fine bruiser to bring in underneath. You'd be a little front court heavy there, but Robin Lopez or DeAndre Jordan would probably be my top picks if we're if we're talking bigs. If we're talking I'd wings. Be,
0: I'd be dancing through the streets if they could get Jordan, but that's a little a little unrealistic, I think.
1: Why, because of who's gonna be uh, jumping for him?
0: Yeah, everybody will be jumping for that guy. (laughs)
1: That's fair. That's fair. If you're talking wings, I think Wesley Matthews or Wayne Ellington are probably my pipe dreams. But again, none of this is is possible if Jabari Bird is still on the roster. So I know the NBA is is taking their dear time with that. So that doesn't seem to have an end very quickly, uh, which is is really unfortunate. But um, if they can get rid of him by the 4 o'clock deadline, that would be really nice.
0: Wonder if West, yeah. Wonder if Wes Matthews ends up with the team. It's interesting he's still floating around after that Achilles tear, and you know John Wall just suffered an Achilles tear this week. So in his house, another.
1: in his house. How is that even possible? I'm a Wizards fan, so that's like torturous to me. I I can't, I can't even. It makes me want to rip my hair out. I can't even. They're paying him.
0: I don't 40 think there's million. a worse team to be rooting for right now.
1: Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, I know it's been, <laughs> it's been terrible for the last five to four years, just because they can't. Ted Leonsis won't tank. Ernie Grunfeld is the worst. If you want to turn this into a rant podcast, I could do it. We could just delete <laughs> everything we've talked about. I can rant by myself about the Wizards for 45 minutes or more. It's it's absolutely horrible. Real quick, let's talk about I'll the Celtics because we're happy. They've won 10 of 11. They've won five oh, in a yeah. row. They've got the Lakers. They've got the West Coast teams coming in. They've got the Lakers on Thursday night, Clippers on Saturday night.
0: And how about that Thunder win on Sunday? So yeah, overlooked nice. in all this Davis conversation as the yeah, games yeah. themselves and how this team's coming together. I, I have two big points from that game that I want to hit. Or three. You know, First of all, Smart's still drilling threes at a phenomenal Crazy rate. Clip. So he's yeah. a shooter. Yeah. He's a shooter for this team.
1: Best of all time.
0: J- Jalen Brown... <laughs> is giving you double figure score scoring every single night off the bench at this point now that he's moved past that hand injury so that is a phenomenal Seven straight development games for and double this figures team.
1: yeah
0: and how about against the best defense in the nba i would argue in that oklahoma city i mean paul george is a defensive player of the year candidate stephen adams just does everything for that group they started they got on a roll offensively 127 offensive rating in this game and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and the Thunder had answers for everything they were doing. They were staying within just a few possessions the whole game. But the Celtics just kept pushing it forward and pushing it forward. And you had Brown taking an inside on Schroeder. You know, Smart had that crazy stretch in the second half with the little awkward layup inside and the threes he hit. Like everybody was just getting going for this team. Horford's still giving you amazing amount of scoring for him at this juncture. Like he is yeah. in his zone. This team is hitting a stride. Like they really they, are. They look like a group that's poised to make a run for that one seed right now, and I wouldn't be stunned if they did it.
1: I mean, OKC is a really, really good team all around. They're a phenomenal defensive team. They have a top three defensive rating in and the NBA. And they dropped one
0: thirty four. Like, how many teams have done that against them this year? I saw you counting that off, Darren.
1: Yeah, it. I think it was all, it was the fourth team to do so to score over one twenty. On them. Only four teams have done so this year, and one of those was in a double overtime game against San Antonio. So it's not common. And I mean, you watch how Horford, he's so delicate and his footwork is so phenomenal. Even against a really tough and physical big like Stephen Adams, he was so good. And they managed to minimize Russell Westbrook. Kyrie was great on the defensive side, especially late. He kind of tipped the ball away from Russell Westbrook on that potential game tying or game winning possession. So you're right, man. They're, they're hitting the stride. They looked good against Cleveland without – well, they looked fine against Cleveland without a couple guys. They No Baines, no Kyrie Irving. They no scored Marcus more Morris. points than
0: the Cavs, so that's what matters. Scored more points
1: than the Cavs, and LeBron and the gang comes to town tomorrow or today. You're listening on Thursday, so today I'll be at shootaround. So you can keep an eye on Celticsblog.com and CLNS Media and my Twitter at Chris Grenham because the Lakers have shootaround, so we'll have some sound from the garden tomorrow morning. And then uh, Lakers-Celtics beat L.A. again on uh, on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, my dream of, or not dream, the, the picture of Davis coming into Boston and making his debut for that game is crushed at this point because even if the Lakers pull it off tomorrow, he won't be suiting up for can that you, game Can you imagine if
1: that if that had happened? That would have been that absolute mayhem.
0: Would have been one of the wildest atmospheres we've seen at TD Garden. And, now we'll just get the regular LeBron show, so we'll he'll be showing LeBron up. The regular LeBron show, one.
1: he'll be sitting on the end of the bench by himself, and uh, and we'll keep you posted. So, Bobby, yeah. we will. Uh, so, uh, prob-
0: one more thing I want to add before we end the yeah. show now is, Let's do it. yeah, is this offense has hit its stride? That Oklahoma one in particular. I'm still looking at the free throw rate of this team. Yeah. They they are still taking free throws at a lower rate than pretty much every opponent they're playing, they and they they took more than Cleveland in that game, but. That is still a problem for this team going forward and one that was highlighted for a little period of time. And remember that quote about Steven saying, we just don't have the personnel to do it, so we're just going to have to find other ways? They're finding other ways to do it. But that is still, come playoff time, that's an important thing for a team to have is that ability to stop the game and get to the line and take points from that capacity. So I'll be keeping an eye on that going forward. uh, Do you
1: see Jason Tatum's quote after Tuesday's win in Cleveland? obviously he he went 12 for 12 from the line which is a career high in attempts and a career high in makes interesting and, so
0: he took the he took the hold in that department he
1: took the hold on it yeah 12 for 12 from the line and his quote after the game was the type of player i want to be all the guys that score 20 to 25 a night they shoot at least eight free throws a game that's the way to get points so you've got to learn to insert that into your game and he showed that on tuesday so while you're monitoring that, something to keep an eye on is Jason Tatum looking to get to the line more and more. Well, free throw
0: attempts for him and two for the rest of the team. Two it's, for the rest of the It's insane. Team. It is that's insane. That's four quarters and you're right, of they're, basketball.
1: They're they're finding other ways to do it, but keep an eye on Tatum, kind of uh, trying to, you know, take hold of that initiative and uh, or that narrative, excuse me, and get to the line. So something to keep an eye on.
0: All right, that's Chris Grenham. I'm Bobby Manning. Trade deadline hits tomorrow or today. At what time, Chris?
1: Four o'clock, I think. Three o'clock, four o'clock. I don't know. I don't even care anymore. I just want to stop talking about Anthony Davis.
0: let's get back to the team and that showed in this show it took really us well. it took us a little while to get to the win streak that they've been on and, and they we said
1: before that it was being overshadowed and we were going to focus on it and we still, and we got, still got distracted talk. it shows how oh, how frustrating it is
0: did you see the picture of stanley johnson he was supposed to be making an appearance at some public and event and now sad. he's a member of the Bucks.
1: that made me sad i didn't like that <laughs> I, I, that, that was made, that made me sad.
0: That was the picture of trade deadline day. So it's that over today. It. It's a PR department's on, nightmare. We are on to the rest of the season. Subscribe to the Celtics blog podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere at this point that you can imagine. There's no excuse anymore to not do us a favor. You know, Show us your love before Valentine's Day and we Please will be do. back.